0: Apple presents events at the Apple Store. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this evening's guest moderator from MCV News, Josh Hurwitz. Hi. Hi, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for coming out on a slightly rainy uh, afternoon, but this is for a good cause, guys. Uh, as if you didn't know, we are days away from the release of Furious 7. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, A true event film. I saw it last night. You guys are going to go to Bananas for it. I know it. Uh, And we've got one of the amazing stars, one of the original stars, of course, of this amazing franchise about to come out here. But before we get to the lovely Jordana Brewster, uh, as if you weren't aware of it enough, let's take a peek at the trailer for Furious 7. Here we go.
1: the most important thing in life will always be the people right here,
0: right now that's what's real hello? to Tourette, you don't know me you're about to
1: who did this? remember Owen Shaw? this is his big bad brother He's a special forces assassin. They created a monster.
0: Looks like the sins of London have followed us home. We're being hunted. Shaw lives in a world that doesn't play by your rules. Like it or not, you and your friends are a part of it now. I don't have friends. I got family.
1: This time it ain't just about
0: being fast. Can somebody just walk me through what we supposed to be doing? Yo, Roman, you need some fresh air? Justin, you didn't think it could get any better, huh? Everybody get...
1: We got mercenaries after us with enough weapons to wipe out small countries. This right here takes crazy to
0: a whole nother level. So what's the plan, Dom? One last nice ride. Nope, I'm not looking. Uh, 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 I've got a lot of now, so I'm checking my shit yeah.
1: Moving it in and out, hold it in like, what's up now? 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 Hold it in like, what's up now?
0: All right, guys, you can watch that film in its entirety uh, this Friday. But for now, let's welcome one of the stars of Furious 7, the lovely, the talented Jordana Brewster.
1: Hi. How's it going? Good, how are you?
0: Um, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is exciting. As I was saying to you uh, just a few minutes ago, I got a chance to see this movie last night, and it, it certainly delivers in every respect you would hope. I'm so glad. Yeah, absolutely. Um, talk to me a little bit about the fact that This is a film that franchises aren't supposed to develop like this, in that it keeps getting bigger in terms of scope. It keeps getting more intense in in terms of the emotion. The fan base grows. Um, I feel like I've asked you this the last couple films, like this is surreal upon surrealness, does it ever do you get used to sort of the way this has evolved? You don't,
1: way? and every time I read the script, I'm like, how the hell are they going to pull this off? I think it happened with six with the flipping cars. I was like, I can't even envision what this looks like, and then um, and when we get on set, I always get to see like previs of second unit. Second unit gets to do all the fun stuff with the stunts, and then you get a little bit of a taste, but you don't really know until you see the actual finalized movie, right? what it actually is.
0: Does That must add a, a level uh, of excitement for you, just because you can enjoy this in, in a way almost like an audience member. You obviously know these actors and the filmmakers in an intimate level, but your portion of the story, especially in this one, you you don't get to be a part of some of the insanity that we just no, saw there.
1: No,
0: So are you able to kind of enjoy it, you think, as an audience I member? I did,
1: yeah. And, and part of the reason, I was shooting Dallas at the time, right. so I, I, I wasn't able to um, to be on set quite as much as I used to be but it does make watching it much more fun because I don't really know what went on yeah. half the time.
0: But you also must take pride in the fact that um, these movies wouldn't work, obviously, if there wasn't an emotional core, if there wasn't a, a way that the audiences clearly identify with these characters and, and hold them close to, to their own. Um, and you're a big part of that. You've obviously been in this from the start and your relationship with the key other key characters forms really the heart of this film. Um, is that something you're always excited and hopeful to see in the script that like, I hope they gave me enough to to make this meaningful for the audience. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I I like that Mia's kind of Dom's conscience and and Brian's conscience and and they always kind of go to her and she's a mama bear in a way to sort of lead the way. Um, I love that and I feel like she's earned that and and that was that was something I really talked about a lot with Justin Lin. He always wanted the female characters to be super strong and um, and yeah and and same with James Wan. He. He definitely wanted her to sort of be the emotional compass.
0: Talk to me film. a little bit about like going back when you first are in the running or you get this role. Was it just another job on the first Fast and the Furious it or was did it feel like it was gonna be something interesting?
1: Oh it was my second movie ever. Um, I did the faculty and then actually was no, it was my third movie. I was in school. And a New Yorker, so I knew they were gonna do a movie in L.A. about cars, and I was like, "That sounds kind of cool, I guess. Like, I'll do, I'll do it. It's like a summer job for me sure. at the time." But had no idea of its scope, had no clue what it was gonna, what was gonna happen to it. Um, but then, what happened? What I think made it special was I realized they weren't casting all these sort of heartthrobs and and. It was like they got Michelle off of Girl Fight, and and Vin was a really interesting actor, um, and so I just—it's something magical happened with with the casting of the film.
0: Yeah, and it's I mean, its its brought up a fair degree, but it can't be brought up enough that this is—it's a truly diverse cast, which is yeah. partially what I think you're alluding to, and and I think again that brings in the audience and it, and yeah. makes it feel like this is, as opposed to a lot of Hollywood blockbusters that feel like it's you're seeing ten percent of right of the world you're seeing a really broad spectrum and they've continued that as they ex- expanded the cast yeah, too
1: we're a reflection of what our audience looks like
0: right exactly so uh, it must have also in those early days you know being a, a part of it with Vin and Paul and Michelle and you kind of all were at relatively kind of similar points in your careers too to varying degrees did that kind of help it become manageable for you like when it got big to kind of be able to go on the the journey with them
1: No, because we were all at such different points, because then Paul went on to do Too Fast, Too Furious.
0: Sure.
1: Um, And then we all separated ways for Tokyo Drift. So I guess for the first one, it made it special that we were all, you know, kind of at the same point in our career. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you, I mean, when you look back at the films, do they all blend together in your mind? Or do each of them kind of have distinct characteristics? They all have
1: distinct characteristics, for sure. Four, to me, was like a little more sedate. We were all back in L.A., I see it as like, I don't know, I see it in terms of like colors. Like I see it, it's kind of like gray. Right. And then um, five was just my favorite because it was in Rio. It was just awesome. And we had the addition of The Rock and that added like a whole new dimension to it. And then six, I just remember London yeah. and the flipping cars. <laughs> <And laughs> or forget. Seven. Seven's like a whole new it's like seven's got this added dimension of emotionality not just because of Paul obviously, but also because of Um, I think James just brought a new Taste to it with with this, with Dom and Letty and his addition of flashbacks and all the allusions to the past films. I just yeah. loved that about it.
0: Yeah, it's interesting in that. I mean, the, the films have always done a good job of that, of bringing characters back, etc. But this one more than ever feels as much a celebration of the franchise as it is charting a new course. And it's
1: something the fans can take part in because, like, when they make, uh, there's an allusion to like the tuna fish sandwich. Like, right. if you're not a true fan, you don't know what the hell we're talking right. about. But if you're a true fan, you do, and I think that's really cool.
0: Do you uh, have fan interactions over the years? Have it ch- has it changed? Can you tell a Fast and the Furious fan from another kind of fan? Yeah.
1: On uh, well, Fast and Furious fans call me Mia. So first and that's foremost, that, that's always a dead <laughs> giveaway. And um, it's been this year. Um, it's really struck me more than ever that that our fans have really grown up with us. Yeah. And maybe that's because with this film, we're struggling with, you know, parenthood and Brian's struggling with, oh my God, do I want to be a dad and husband or do I want to go on the road and like have fun? Right. Um, And I feel like there's similar issues that our audience who saw us as teenagers are now struggling with. So it's just, it's interesting. It's like we've all just grown up together. Yeah.
0: Do you feel like as much as the audiences has grown up with you guys, you guys, is there like a graying, gray area of terms of where, where the characters end and you guys begin over the years? Do you feel like it's, Gotten less distinct, more distinct in terms of you versus Mia and, and and Vin versus Dom, et cetera.
1: It's definitely more distinct for me as because I know my castmates so much better. So I, I can see Vin versus Dom and and you know, what a great actor he is in terms of pulling Dom off because it doesn't it doesn't seem like that much, but Vin is so distinctly different that now I see how different he is. And in terms of me and Mia, like she's just so damn selfless all the time and strong and, and you're just,
0: totally selfish and horrible I'm, right?
1: I'm, I'm horrible I'm <laughs> no but I am far more selfish especially when it comes to my husband and kid I'd be right. like you guys are staying home and staying safe but Mia doesn't do that
0: and it, it must add is it's a no-brainer but in recent years becoming a, a mom and being a mom on screen
1: oh yeah this I was, is helpful I mean, I was, research yeah I was <laughs> that's why I did it right? um <laughs> you're I so was committed I was faking it in, <laughs> in six yeah and um and I, I could, you know, empathize and relate to what that must be like, but I had no idea. And then in Seven, when Jack's in danger, I mean, it just hits you at, on a whole different level. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. We're, throughout the, the, the franchise, since there are so many characters to serve, have you felt proprietary over Mia, where you've had to, felt like you've had to say, I think she would do this, or wouldn't do this, or make suggestions? Or generally speaking, have the writers been true to what you envisioned for the character
1: um generally speaking they've been pretty true to what i envisioned. envision but the great thing about having Vin as a producer is that if something's not working on set you know he'll work on it for like six hours right. or five hours and if a scene's not you know we would have these sessions with Paul and Vin and I would just talk it out and rework a scene and we did we did it on this one actually and, and that's how much the fans matter to us it's like we're not taking anything for granted. This has to be really good or it's not going up there.
0: It, it's funny you say that because in, in my experiences talking to Vin over the years, he like invariably talks about the fans first. He is so keenly aware of his audience, the audience at large, because I think that's what he, you know, he grew up a fan himself. Explain to me, what? how would you describe Vin Diesel to an alien from another planet? Because this man is, he's a unique individual.
1: He is. He's Groot He's Groot now. <laughs> I <funny>. mean, <laughs> Now he's Groot. Um, he's, he's extremely uh, self assured. Um, he has a wonderful sense of humor. He's extremely smart and loving, that's how I would describe him.
0: Nice. We, uh, you referenced a couple of these already. For, so again, I think the fans are, especially the ones that have been through it from the beginning, are really going to appreciate this film and the nods to the past, the the race wars, the all of it. Yeah, but,
1: race wars are so good. Too. Mean,
0: it, it, do you have, it, Is the tuna fish your favorite kind of callback? What's your? What it, are your favorite callbacks in the this one? Tuna fish is
1: my favorite one, selfishly.
0: When you read that in the script, was that that must have been thrilling to kind of see? Well, yeah, I was excited. That.
1: Yeah, I thought it was really good. Yeah. Because it, there's also like a tinge of humor to it, which I thought was was good. Right.
0: Um, talking about a tinge of humor, um, not that it needed it, but the, you mentioned it before. Adding Dwayne into this mix in five, and he delivers a lot of the humor in this yeah, one. He does, and he is amazing. He's, <laughs> He's so like funny. the best human being on the planet. He really is. He's my favorite. Yeah. Um, talk to me about what, because I, mean, I feel like that was kind of a turning point for the franchise. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, doing very well the first four films, but five. Right changed it and turned it into a kind of a global phenomenon yeah. on a level, right? Yeah. In
1: scope, I just feel like well, it was the location change moving to Brazil and and I just think the stunt pieces got bigger and bigger and bigger and and Dwayne I think just elevated us to like just more of a blockbustery kind of movie in yeah. a way. Is what happened. Yeah. And now he he is kind of the comic relief. Tyrese right. is as well though. Tyrese is pretty You've funny.
0: got a lot of big personalities.
1: We do. Yes, we do. <laughs> and we sometimes do. it
0: makes it all work. It's like a weird yeah. Avengers of your own you've created yeah. of superheroes, uh, real life superheroes. Um, you mentioned some of the locations. Uh, that's gotta be a perk, both in promoting this film and bringing it around the world and also shooting it. Mm-hmm. Has it, I mean, do, do one or two jump out at you over the years in terms of places that really have made an impact for yeah. you?
1: Yeah, I mean, going back to Brazil to shoot was amazing because I grew up there and like that's where I decided I wanted to be an actress when I was growing up. So to go back and have my whole family go to the premiere was just unbelievable. Yeah. And then um, promoting Fast Four or F- Fast and Furious Four, um, just just being on you know on tour and going to Spain and spending like two days at a time in all these beautiful locations was amazing. Is
0: there one kind of place in particular where you get recognized more? I mean, LA is home base, so I would th- and that's a big part of the franchise too. But mm-hmm. one country or one location, generally speaking.
1: Think of
0: one. Okay, <laughs> she passes. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, it, it has to be acknowledged that this film, obviously, you alluded to, to the passing of Paul. It really does act as an amazing tribute to him, too. It must be satisfying for you, or just, or just, you must take a great pride in, in seeing what they accomplished and how they treated it in a very mature and respectful manner.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was really, really relieved because first, you know, we came back, and that was I was cautious about that. Um, and then we didn't really know how it would turn out, you know, and, and it's it's such a delicate balance when there's this huge commercial aspect to a film, but then again we're mourning a dear friend that we've all lost, so it's like how do you sort of reconcile those two? Yeah. Um, and I feel like the movie does a really beautiful job because it's it's entertaining enough that even I was able to like sit back and just enjoy his performance sure. in a way and yeah. appreciate it. and. and Especially since it's the last thing he did, yeah. And yet, um, the last, I think, five minutes are such a beautiful tribute to him, and 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 it was tasteful, and um, I was just, I was so relieved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really was. Yeah,
0: uh, best possible of a really sad out- outcome. Um, talk to me a little bit about. I mean, this franchise. It feels like. It, there's no end in sight. Like, it could go on in any kind of iteration uh, as the cast expands and morphs, et cetera. Because now
1: we all have kids, which is cool, like Jack. Next gen, and then, you can just do
0: Muppet Babies of... Uh, <laughs> seriously. Dating myself. And then The
1: Rock has a daughter.
0: There you go. Yeah. I mean, is that exciting for you, both in terms of your potential to continue in the franchise? I mean, do you want to sort of be in, on this ride for as long as whatever, or do you feel like there's going to be a time where it's appropriate to let other folks have their fun in it?
1: I like what the bond movies did i like that there are different incarnations and and i like um i like that new directors give a different flavor to the to the franchise so i mean as long as the fans want us to go on we will um and i and i love being a part of them so i don't know we'll see what happens but i would never want to jump the shark i would never want fans to like get sick of us and and for us to start failing that would suck.
0: But the beauty of your films is like again on the, that stunt level. It seems impossible to jump the shark because you go to we such. We have.
1: It kind of like, feels like. But,
0: but it works for the franchise. Yeah, it in does. other in other contexts, totally it would never yeah. work to see the things Maybe you do. Maybe if we went to
1: space, that would be jumping the shark.
0: No, I think you got the rock in space. I would watch that.
1: I would watch that too.
0: Actually. <laughs> um, you mentioned. Let's talk a little bit about the filmmakers because they've been an important part of it. Uh, Justin, um, I mean, do you credit him as much as anybody as in terms Ew. of building this franchise, Big Justin Lynn?
1: I think he he rea- I mean he brought it back to life basically with Tokyo Drift which was so I mean I I made a movie with Justin called Annapolis which was this well, sure. you know this boxing movie with um with Franco, uh, James right? Franco yeah. and no one would have thought like in the same way that James coming from horror like saw movies right. to this no one would have thought Justin you know could have thrived in this in this genre and yet he he did and And he did such a beautiful job with that. And then he decided to bring us all back for four, which was so awesome. And then sort of um, turned the franchise on its head in in five. So I really do credit him with that.
0: Uh, James is a a big, assured personality, too, in his Mm -hmm. own right. You have to be at helm something of this size and magnitude. And and as we said, the personalities involved. what what do you think he brought that was a little bit different? That was necessary at this stage in the he, franchise. Well, the thing
1: that he brought that that was the most valuable to me as an actor, and and that I was so relieved about was, um, it's it's always amazing to me how someone can handle so much pressure, because these movies are a lot of pressure, and and this one especially, and and there are so many personalities to deal with and handle, and and James just as, like Justin was, he was cool as a cucumber, and like. So patient and calm and kind, and and just seem to always have it under control, which is really what I want in a director right. when I'm when I'm acting. Um, but what I thought he brought that was different was again the sort of it was something I saw in The Conjuring, um, sort of this this art with like the flashback scenes with yep. Dom and Letty. Because when I read it, I was like. I don't know if our audience wants that. It's a little, it's bordering on sure. maybe a little too romantic, but he did it in a very artful way. And yeah. I thought he pulled it off beautifully.
0: When you look at your your own career, like where were you at when this all started versus now? And how have you changed, do you think, in terms of what you bring to the profession, what you bring in terms of attitude on set? Are you more self-assured? Does this going through oh, this wow. journey change you in that respect?
1: I was, um, on the first one, I was a college student. Um, didn't really think I had to work on being an actress, which is so arrogant. But I, I really thought like <laughs> I, I had this. all the answers yeah. at 18. I was like, oh yeah, no, no. So this is like a natural thing that just comes to you. And and now at 34, um, I'm a mom. I've like I've I've I think I've gone through a lot more and I've been humbled by that. Right. And now have worked on you know, myself as an actress and um, and personally and um, I think I'm just way more open yeah. and, and humble than I than I was back then and open-minded. Like back then, I just, I don't know, I just thought I knew it all. Kids are funny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, also the fact, I mean, you get to, you were working with Robert Rodriguez early on, you are yeah. working in this franchise and it's like, oh, it's all going to be easy. I, I mean, totally I, I thought I it would be about. easy.
1: Yeah. And yeah. nobody
0: has a career like that where it's, total smooth sailing no, there are bumps no. in the road yeah. does it spoil you when opportunities come around because you have you kind of know, you know what a successful franchise feels like you know what success feels like and um is there less of an impetus to take a chance on other things or are you like where, where is your creative head no, right now in terms it's of-
1: it's not it doesn't spoil you it but it gives you um it's kind of like great insurance you know yeah. what i mean yeah, like yeah. it's like like when the first one came out and was really successful, I was like, okay, I can stay in school now because no one's going to forget me. Because right. there were so many people that were like, you're being so stupid to stay in school and you need to you know, strike while the iron's hot. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm okay yeah. to stay here. Um, and similarly, I, I, I feel like being in the fourth one sort of revived my career in a way. And... Um, it's just it's it's really nice to know that they're that yeah they're not there a bad thing to lean back and on to know are, it's there yeah, yeah totally yeah, totally it's totally. really wonderful
0: um, I'm sure you guys have some questions for Jordan I think we've got some microphones running around
1: Hi how are you mm-hmm. good how are you my name is Somali my question is how did the cast transition from having Paul work to having his brother and did he fulfill up to Brian's character Did he live up to Brian's character I mean character? live up I'm sorry live no up no no. Well, one of the fortunate parts about the fact that we've you know worked together for fifteen years is that is that we could lean on each other for support, and that was really helpful when we came back to set so it it was really hard, you know, but the crew, um like the makeup artists and hair people and uh, camera people, like they had known Paul, and they were all mourning as much as we were, so like if we had to take breaks to cry it out, we did that, you know, and and we all supported each other and then. Having Caleb and Cody were there was an act of love on their part and we wouldn't have been able to finish the movie without them. So we were, we were really grateful for that.
0: Hi. Uh, what's next for you and is there another genre you might want to break into that you haven't done before?
1: I would love, I, like, I have a really dark sense of humor. Like I love Breaking Bad. Now I like Better Call Saul. Um, I like British TV shows as well because they're so dark, so I'd like to do something a little darker. Um, and I I can't say what's next because it hasn't been announced yet, but something cool and very different. Um, I'm going to start shooting it next month, and hopefully they'll announce it soon so that I can talk about it
0: openly. Is it going to be another Fast and Furious? Just want to know, being at the Deaf of Paul.
1: I don't know. I don't know if there will be. Um, it always depends on, on, on the fans and whether they want one. I kind of hope so.
0: If I were a betting man, I'd say You think, yeah. so? <laughs> I'd you think so? I'd say yeah. Judging by the response members. last night, I would think. Yeah, Vin's already talking.
1: He talks and then he stops talking and then it's you know, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Hi, um, Hi, of all the cars you have driven, which one is your favorite? Of all the cars I've driven in the franchise, it's the ones I haven't driven that are my favorite. <laughs> I like the I like Dom's Charger, and I like the bad guys' cars in Fast 6, the Aston Martins. Those were awesome. So if asked, that's what I would want.
0: <laughs> how are you doing? Good, how are you? My name is Dave. Um, my question is this. Is the action different from the beginning to now, in terms of the cities you filmed at?
1: The action? Yeah the well shooting is so different like back in the day when we shot it would it was so boring because like the the giant races like the scenes with the all the cars like we'd have to wait hours and hours and hours for them to reset all those cars and now most of it's done either cg or second unit so it's a lot it's a lot more fast now it's very very different and second unit who's doing all the stunts is having way more fun than we are most of the time
0: Hey, Jordana. I'm Ginger. Hi. Nice to meet you. Nice
1: to meet you.
0: Question. You're a fashionista. Are you going to come out with a clothing line anytime soon? Ooh,
1: while I was on Dallas, I really wanted to do that. Um, I wanted to pair up with Rachel Sage Coonan the, the costume designer who I loved. So that is something I really would have a lot of fun doing. I would love to do that. Um, having done all of this kind of action and, uh, and, and also playing and balancing that out with being the mother,
0: the real mother of the film, what what have you taken away from that, the balance between action and, and, you know, the parenting and the family idea that you think you'll apply to your career and apply to yourself in some way or another?
1: Hmm. Well, as far as, I mean, I'm, I'm in the luckiest career as far as balancing goes, because I have the luxury of taking my son wherever I go and uh, the oddest hours ever, you know, where sometimes I work at noon, sometimes I work at you know, 6 a.m. and and I just I have to remind myself of that every time I feel a little bit guilty that I'm not with him. Um, so I don't know if that answers your question, but I'm just constantly trying to balance and, and juggle and haven't an,
0: career direction.
1: Career direction. I you know Beside as as a mom besides the dark. Uh, I st- I do love TV. I think it it offers more structure and that's really good. Um, it, but comedy is also something I'd love to try that I haven't ventured into yet. I have ventured into a, a little bit with Home Sweet Hell, um, which was a really fun movie, uh, but comedy would be really fun. What is your favorite memories with Paul Walker on and off screen? He, the the, the f- very funny thing about Paul is that there, there are literally no bad memories whatsoever. And... Um, My favorite on screen uh, memories is, is, or one of them at least is shooting um, in Puerto Rico when we did that scene in Fast Five where we jump off the roof. Because Justin surprised me that day. Like I had no idea I was doing a stunt. I came into my trailer, there was a harness there and I was like, what the hell is this doing here? And um, Paul was like, never bragged about it, never talked about it, but he was a black belt. He was super athletic, did his own stunts, knew what the hell he was doing. And like, he was so patient And loving with me that day, and like said, okay, we're gonna do one, two, three, jump, and then one, two, and like he just choreographed it for me, and and then had to remind me like to not make my face look like I was like petrified, which I did initially, Um, but that was just like, and then he was so happy for me when I did it, and like kept cheering me on. That's just like a testament. Like he was just like that, and he was like that with everybody. and off screen, it was definitely the conversations we would have where I would just confide in him and, 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 and he with me and, and he was just a dear friend. Hi, Hi. <laughs> I'm Rachel. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Um, I really love the movies and I love the driving. It's so exciting. Did you get to do any of the stunts or learn any of the stunts? We so a lot of the driving is done like green screen. So it involves like, and Paul was really good at this because he was the best driver and knew the most about cars. Um, I don't, so like I'll drive, I'll fake drive, and then like they'll be like, <laughs> keep looking ahead. Like at this point, you've lost, because they'll like scream things at you like, okay, now to the left, you see the bad guy, or to the right, and I'm just not adept at it. Um, but that's so that's the kind of driving we do really, and then. With the first one, we went to a, this cool racing school in Vegas, and I was too chicken to learn anything, because I didn't have my license. I barely had my license at the time, but the, bo- the boys definitely had a lot of fun. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, as if you need another reminder, of uh, Furious 7 opens this Friday. See it with friends. See it a bunch of times. Enjoy yourselves, and give it up for Jordan. Thank it's you.